the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Oh, Joe Biden says don't worry. Oh, I find that very calming. When an old crook who probably defecated in his trousers tells me not to worry. Uh, oh, okay. I guess I won't worry. Well, what experience does Joe Biden tell you not to worry? What what experience does Joe Biden bring to the table? I'm dead serious about this. What has Joe Biden done in his life? Does he understand fractional lending? Has he spoken out against the idea that you would have fractional lending and mandated lending? And then when people ask for their money, any little big withdrawal can tip over the house of cards that is our banking system? I mean... When he says taxpayers aren't going to be hurt, you mean any more hurt than allowing Joe Biden to steal the most powerful office in the planet? What exactly does Joe Biden mean? Does Joe Biden know what he means? Mr. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? Do you expect other banks to fail, Mr. President? Oh, no, no. See, they shut the teleprompter off. When the teleprompter's off, Joe Biden has to go back and lay on the changing table, put his knees up and wait for his diaper to be changed. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills and stay open for business. No losses. Will be, and I want this is an important point. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Uh, uh, uh. So where's the money come from? No losses are borne. So where does the money come from? Just poof, like your fractional lending schemes, like your Federal Reserve schemes? Where does it come from? Just throw it on the debt, throw it on the debt? You see, this is a bigger problem. This is the people who are in charge of our national debt, who have no intention of ever paying it off. These are the minimum payment ghetto scourge that we've elected to office, that have no idea about money, how it works, the velocity of money, and what you've done, how you've tainted the economy, and how fragile it really is. So how's it going to work there, Krusty? Dead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. The money will come from fees that banks pay. Banks don't pay any fee. Hey, moron. It's a pass-through company. A bank is a vestibule. And they take the little crumbs that fall off. They don't actually have money. It's distributed to run the bank, to pay the taxes, to pay the payer, all that stuff. So they don't have money. So the bank doesn't say, I got it. Like two gangsters sitting at a tavern. Drinks are on the house. Any fee a bank pays, you pay, pigeon. You pay it. Not the bank that went under, all the banks that didn't go under. And you think we're not a socialist country? And then what's, what will happen? Capitalism will be blamed. 
This is not capitalism. We have not been a capitalist society since that moron fraud, FDR, in his wheelchair, bastardized not only banking, but bastardized American society. So now the swindlers among us are going to sell you some con job. Joe Biden doesn't know the words he's speaking. He's reading them. They're about 17 inches a a, a letter, and they're stuck on on a big illuminated teleprompter. He doesn't understand one concept he's reading. Second, the management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Fired. You want to put the ex-president in jail, just so we're clear. The government wants to put Donald Trump in jail because he said his property was worth more than the people thought. Not the banks. The banks lent them the money on what Donald Trump said. But you want to put Donald Trump in jail because he felt his real estate holdings were worth money. But these swindlers partook in a scheme that not even not even an old-fashioned gangster could come up. I got $1,000, and I'll go lend 10000 I got a million dollars. By the way, that 10 to 1, that's only on small deposits. When the deposits are $1 million or more, they lend 14 times the money. So $1 million comes into the bank, they lend $14 million. And they middle it. Where does that loan really go? The bank doesn't hold it. Who holds it? Oh, you got the repo market. You got the aftermarket. You got the bundle market. Then you got Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Then you got the government. The government is perpetrating this scheme. SVB is just a useful idiot in the middle. This whole banking system, they want you to believe. These swindlers, liars and cheats, want you to believe, oh, it's just that bank. And then, oh, it's just this little banking. It's not. You know what this is? This is the Federal Reserve that's on the tipping. This is the Federal Reserve that's the house of cards. By the way, you could collapse the entire system in about 36 hours. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. Liar. Not true. You've already made them whole, and you have to make them whole. See, that's the part of fractional lending that they don't want you to know about. The vast majority of this is all tied up in loans, business loans. The only people who will be hurt are the small people, the people that didn't even bank at SVB. You, just like you're hurt with their policies when you go to buy eggs. It's the same thing, just changing the the shiny object you're paying attention to. That's how capitalism works. And fourth, there are important questions of... See, this is my favorite thing. That's how capitalism works. Joe Biden, a communist, a Marxist, a, a, a collectivist, is going to tell you how ca- he's never practiced capitalism except when he shakes down the very big Wall Street, big banks, big hedge funds to bribe his crack smoking son. The closest he's ever gotten to capitalism is ironically by shaking down a communist country called China. But what he's talking about, our banking system is not capitalism. It's not based in capitalism. It's based in government centralized fraud ponzi scheme socialism how these banks got into the circumstance in the first place we must get the full accounting of what happened and why how they got into the system in the first place was after the great depression and the grand scheme of the corrupted federal reserve front running knew that they could make a lot of money on front running debt so they came up with the scheme of fractional lending and instead of anybody trying to pull it out, you just kept reducing 
the fraction you were lending on. See, it didn't start at 10%. Oh, no, no, no. It started at 80, then 70, then 60. And every time a Democrat's in charge of the economy, it gets lower and smaller and lower and smaller, which is why all the Democrats primarily bank at these same corrupt banking firms. And then they allowed the banks to speculate. Then they allowed the banks to become hedge funds, like the colleges. And then they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar when they all buy the same lie. And then when they roll snake eyes and Big Jilly tells them, you lose, who pays? None of the big dogs. Oh, none of the billionaire classes. None of the major companies. The people who pay are the guys right now driving home from work. The women right now driving home from work. And then they pit you against your fellow citizen. So you never really look at the culprit. The culprit is Washington, D.C. The Federal Reserve and these scoundrels who are telling you everything's going to be okay. The tech sector has already been suffering from layoffs. It's already under pressure. And this is really the hub of American innovation. Uh, How severe will the consequences be for that innovation? I think it depends on how this situation is resolved. But um... what the, that 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 man pretending to be Janet Yellen said, what that fella said is how how well they can sell the swindle that there's no big deal. Now, sell it to me, Dutch boy. Well aware that many startup firms have deposits and venture capital uh, firms have deposits at this bank that um, have been affected by its failure. Hey, mister. Hey, man, hands. You know who doesn't have deposits? The CEO. He sold out. You know who doesn't have deposits? Google. All the oligarchs. They were all tipped off. They were warned. And who warned them? The ninth best performer year to date is SVB Financial. Don't you want? This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been stakely concerned about. SVB is the old Silicon Valley Bank. Recently bought one of our favorite research. Jim Cramer. That was one month ago. Now, when he's got to do the boo-boo face, I'm sorry, like a little talking dog that doo-dooed on the rug. What do you got to say for yourself now, stupid? Uh, Jim, this was Dan Loeb last night. He said, I'd say all's well that ends well, but I think this story is just beginning. Is it just beginning or did it end? Well, I think that there's some something in between that. Oh, we have a number of banks that are going to... Ha- See, Joe Biden and you moron. Jim Cramer should be in jail. Jail. He told people to buy it four weeks ago. He committed fraud knowingly. And he pumped and dumped for the big players to get out of the way. Now what do you got to say for yourself, hairless? have to take advantage of what the Federal Reserve did last night, uh, which is to be able to make it so that they can take their held to maturity bonds, put them at par. This is unfortunate. Squirrel, you notice how much slower he's talking? See, when he's not selling bull dung, he's talking real slow, real measured. He's measuring the word twice, cutting it up once. Fortunately, I know a little abstruse, and then be able to get loans. The question is, will they need capital raises? And if they need capital raises, then you've got to be very careful buying any of the regionals. I think when what I don't want to be constrained by what Loeb said. I think the issue is is that we all know, and David knows this. He was saying that there are some banks that are on the wrong part of of what the Fed wants, which is that they don't have sticky deposits. They don't have sticky deposits. The Federal Reserve 
is a cartel of fraud, of money lending, of fractional lending. They force banks to partake in this scheme. And then when they get caught, all the good private banks, the good ones, they have to bail out the scum connected to the Democrat Party that were sold by you. I noticed you didn't sell any of the real good banks. You know, the ones not in trouble. You only sell the ones that are in trouble. And when all else fails, guess who comes to the rescue? It's true. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Congressman Fartman to the rescue. Chinese Fang Fang, communist banging Eric Swalwell. He'll save us. Joining us right now is California Congressman Eric Swalwell. And Congressman, what what did you hear that leads you to think that there could be wrongdoing or shorting that was out there? Is this what you were told by by the Treasury and FDIC over the weekend? Oh, the villain. Do you know who the villain is? The villain are people who could read. The villain who know when Jim Cramer tells you to buy something, sell that son of a dog. Because when this government propagandist is selling it, it's a lie. So they were able to short sell it. Now they're going to tell you that's bad. I say it's good. Because when bad players are committing crimes, honest good men should profit from it. In fact, we should be able to sell short Every damn policy these Democrat gassy ones, too, like Eric Swalwell, are selling us because it's all full of dung, isn't it there, fart man? Good morning. Uh, and, and I, too, am grateful for the swift response. You know, on the shorting, I want it to be ruled out. I mean, and again, this is unique in that uh, so much of this was, you know, done over social media. Money was moved, you know. Oh, no, 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 Eric. There are smart people who are looking at the balance sheet. There were smart people who know that those companies that make up the NASDAQ, the ones you pretend are so pro uh, profitable, were laying off tens of thousands of workers from Amazon to Google to Asshat. You name it, they were laying it off. Microsoft, and there isn't enough money to save them. So they were short selling anybody attached to them from SQQQ all the way down to any bank that's lending to these fraud companies that got their evaluation by fraud itself. And Charles Payne knows that. This was not about bailing out small accounts, regular Americans. This is another bailout of the elites. This is a bailout of Silicon Valley, the same Silicon Valley that just brought a Sam Bankman free. The Silicon Valley that for 20 years grew companies privately to exorbitant valuations, outrageous valuations, and then foisted them on the public at an even higher valuations. They have made they have made so much money. I mean, only only the Saudi Arabian princes can, can deal with the amount of money that they've made. Who do you think are who do you think bids against each other for the world's biggest yacht? Who bought the Maltese Falcon? I mean, this is what I'm talking about. But Eric Swalwell, he's going to blame the day trader that's smart enough to know it's a house of cards. He's going to blame the people who were smart enough to position themselves to make money when this house of cards comes down. Because what Eric Swalwell doesn't like is when someone smells. The system, the scam. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat and elect. Exactly. I smell you coming a mile away, scumbag. Almost faster than we've ever seen before because of the means that we can do that uh, these days. But I, I do think we should look uh, and rule, you know, look at options, look at uh, shorting, see if there was any market. No, no, no. Let's look at the loans they gave to Congress people who are gassy. Let's look at the people that were tipped off that sold their stock when Jim Cramer was telling people to buy it when they knew it was a house of cards. Let's look at the people that campaign contributed to you, gassy one, and Nancy Pelosi. Let's look at all of that. That's what I want to look Not the guys that saw it as a scam. My only question is, why isn't everybody shorting every damn bank that's partaking in this fraud? 312-642-5600.
Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's what you deserve. Let this crooked bastard steal the election. This idiot never did anything for profit in his life except sell political policy. And you want to know why we're in this position? Let's also take a look a moment to put the situation in a broader context. We've made strong economic progress in the past two years. Uh, where? Hey, dummy, where? I'm getting so sick of these open and notorious lies. So sick and tired of these open and notorious lies. You didn't make economic progress. You made economic chaos. And by the way, we're only halfway there. We're only halfway there. Brian in Gurney. Brian? Brian? Oh, I was so hopeful, Brian. I had high hopes for this phone call. Brian wanted to let us know all of the investments that uh, Silicon Valley Bank had given. Silicon Valley Bank had invested in every scam, in every fraud that the government's moving forward. And if you think for one second that's going to stop government, it's not. In fact, the... What do they call Lori Lightfoot now? Is she still the mayor, Squirrel? I don't think she's a mayor. I never thought she was a mayor. What she is is a moron, an airhead, a bimbo. And she proves it now in her lame duck session of her pathetic political career. In recognition of tomorrow, March 14th, being Equal Pay Day, I'm proud to sign a pay equity executive order which requires the Department of Human Resources, Budget, and AIS departments to conduct a pay equity audit every two years. <clears throat> wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. A pay equity audit? You mean pay based on genitals and sexual proclivities? And sexual preference? What about all those ghost jobs the city of Chicago is good for? I mean, how many people actually even know where to show up for work? What about all those clout guys? What is this going to do to the short-in-the-pants mafia? And I don't mean short-in-the-pants the way you are. I'm talking about those guys who voted for Madigan. Across the country, it's estimated that women continue to make just 77 cents for every dollar that a white male makes. Not the women I know. No, no, no. That's a, a, a falsehood. That's a falsehood that's been proven for the last 30 years, way back when Thomas Sowell was making the tour. You know that, but you're not interested in the fact. After all, you're interested in manipulation, so people don't look at what kind of a financial illiterate, what kind of a failure you are. Isn't that right, Tuts? The data is even worse for black women earning 64 oh, cents on the dollar the and Latina women earning just 54 cents on the dollar. As compared to who? Hey, dummy, as compared to who? Because in your unions, doesn't everybody get the same pay? Isn't it union strong? In your teacher's union, how many, uh, how many Chicagoans make what your female minority teachers make? But what are facts? What good are facts to you idiots, you swindlers, you frauds? Absolutely nothing. This new pay equity audit seeks to better understand what, if any, discrepancies exist within the city of Chicago's workforce. There's a discrepancy that exists. It's that they keep electing crooks. They keep electing morons. They keep electing swindlers. I went to Brian. Brian's phone is off. We're going to get to somebody. 312-642-5600. It's related to gender, race, and ethnicity. I'm a firm believer that we have to lead by example. <clears throat> this is You're not lead, lead by example. You're losing, not leading. They start with an L, like you, Lightfoot. All start with an L, all suck. All good for nothing. 
all failures, all frauds. So keep swindling, honey, right up until the last day when they throw you out in that little doll costume you got on. Executive order builds upon similar efforts to make city government more transparent and equitable, such as our employee diversity dashboard, which serves as a data-driven tool to increase diversity, inclusion within city departments. Yeah, look at you. You're very diverse going into bankruptcy. You're going to like it. Everybody's standing out there bankrupt. Everybody paying triple the taxes they should. Everybody volunteering to what? To lose by allowing more Democrat swindlers in office? And hold ourselves accountable by being as transparent as we co- yeah, possibly can. I can't wait till Johnson gets in there and really gives you what you deserve. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The Keystone Joe Biden corrupt administration. The usurper. Sad that we have to live through a time when this idiot was able to steal the most powerful office and infiltrate our government with morons. What's guaranteed in the future is what we've already gone through for the past two years. Chaos, lies, and a guarantee of more in the future. And the problem is when you're dealing with these government supremacists, as they put people in positions that shouldn't be there, you directly insult all of the people who earned their profession, who earned their reputation for being excellent at something. Because now we're littered with idiots. For instance, I'm going to tell you, Thomas Sowell, Walter Williams, Abram Harris, Phyllis Ann Wallace, William Springs, Glenn Lowry, Julianne Malvu, all economists of character, all economists who saw the fraud in fractional lending, all economists who rallied against the idea that the Federal Reserve was creating any kind of stability rather than what we're going to live through in the near future. And all of them were black. All of them. And they all achieved greatness back when Joe Biden was just a crooked, incompetent senator from a state that was created to cheat on taxes, Delaware. And all of that has been taken away because what sits in the positions of power are admitted, not there for their excellence, but they're there for other reasons introduction and have joined us in the briefing room before and so I'm going to keep it short but a couple of things I do want to say at the top about the two of them chair Ross has led the council of advisor for two years as of Sunday this is her third tour of duty at the White House and she previously served as Dean of the Princeton School of Public and International Affairs she is also the first black woman to be CEA chair Director Young has similarly led the Office of Management and Budget for almost two years. She previously served as the clerk and staff director for the House Appropriations Committee and knows the Hill and appropriations as well as anyone, maybe better than most. Does she really? Shalanda Young sounds to be a moron, but she's not there because she's smart. You're going to admit that. Shalanda is the first black woman to be OMB director. You may be sensing a theme here. (laughs) Stick with me for a second. But I do want to take a moment to note the historic nature of the moment that you see in front of you right now. All three of us are historic first in our roles. The first black woman to serve as CEA chair, OMB director, White House press secretary. The first black woman right in front of you for all of those three important, important key roles uh, in the administration. Now, that did not happen by accident. It takes 
It's, it, is, it's, it is thanks to this president, President Biden's leadership and commitment to building an administration full of the best and the brightest. And I am so proud to be standing with two of the best. <laughs> the best and the br- brightest are not there because they're the best and the brightest. They're there because they fit a check mark on a box. And you, you destroy the hard work and the true achievements of the brilliant black women that preceded you. You're an insult to their reputation. You're an insult to Phyllis Ann Wallace's hard work. You're an insult to Julianne Malveaux's hard work. But here she is, Sholanda Young, in all her wisdom, in all her integrity, in all her glory. So you can tell the American people this morning, because I think this has caused a lot of concern, uh, that the U.S. banking system is safe and secure. I think the, the voice here... Uh, is our Treasury Secretary, who is our lead and working with regulators. That's an appropriate uh, person uh, we should listen to here and who's tracking this the most closely. Um, but again, what I will say is after the financial crisis, the reforms put in place um, have given regulators more tools um, and our system uh, is more resilient uh, and the foundation stronger because of it. That sounds like 27 seconds of guts on ghoul, toots. There's not one interesting fact. There's not one truth in all of that nonsense. Because what this really is, is an example of how Dodd-Frank is good for nothing except an extortion tactic to prevent competition and let in your corrupt party affiliates to pretend to be bankers. Because all of those layers of regulations, all of those rules, didn't strengthen anything. They weakened it. And people are starting to pick up on it. Because the fact of the matter is, we're going to figure out who sold early, who had the inside information, and people are not going to buy Joe Biden's excuse that nobody's going to pay. Sooner or later, they're going to figure it out. Those responsible can be held accountable. There's no name. We've got a phone problem here. Put somebody up on the phone there, Squirrel. Pick one. Secretary, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is insisting the federal government will not bail out the failed banks. Republican Senator Bill Cassidy sits on the Senate Finance Committee and he's been scrambled uh, to join us here on the couch today. Senator, we understand there's a $100 billion fund that these banks put aside for situations like this. And that's what Janet Yellen is tapping into. Do you agree with this? Well, as long as taxpayer first, we have a tension here. We do not want to bail out venture capitalists, period, end of story. But we also don't want to hurt the kind of depositor who put the money in there not thinking it was going to fail because it's really not the depositor's fault. So whose fault is it? I mean, you've got layers on top of layers on top of layers. In fact, since the 08 collapse, which George Bush bastardized the principles of capitalism and came up with too big to fail and all the rest of it. Since then, you've quadrupled the amount of regulations and regulators. But what you really have done is just create jobs, just political sycophants, because what you've done is good for nothing. Give me uh, Craig in Mount Greenwood there, Squirrel. Craig, how are you, buddy? Oh, we don't have Craig. All right. You're doing a terrible job there. Give me Rich, Indian Head Park. Rich. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was your weekend? Oh, good. And uh, apparently while I was gone, the government decided to hack our phone system and collapse it. But go ahead. We're doing good. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to get through, and then I finally uh, finally text Bunny and... Uh, she said that you're having a little problems with the phone. Oh, we appreciate your. But anyway, go ahead. Um, do you think the uh, rise, uh, raising of the interest rates had anything to do with the collapse of these two banks? 
Ironically, that's that's something that I'm interested in because technically the banks have never made more money and it's been mandated by the Federal Reserve. So how could making more money lead to a collapse? I'd like to investigate it myself a little bit, yeah. but it's kind of like getting a divorce because your wife likes to have sex a lot. And every time you look at her, she takes her clothes off. I can't imagine that's a good reason to get a divorce. So I can't imagine that banks making more money through arbitrarily uh, 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 generated profit from the Federal Reserve is bad. But are they caught right. in an arbitrage situation? I don't know. So we're going to look into it. You know, I've been complaining, and you've heard me on this show, talk about the repo market. There are 2 to $4 trillion a night that are being manipulated and arbitraged every night. And it's directly attached to fractional lending because this money literally comes out of the Federal Reserve and it's a it's like a magic trick. It's like a three-card Monty. So I want to really dive into that. And every one of us obviously are invested in this because when they roll snake eyes, they don't pay. We do. And I don't care how many times Joe Biden tells you you're not paying. That's when you know you're paying. We'll be back with your rest of your calls. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. I got to tell you, Squirrel, little Lori Lightfoot with her giant Schwansteiger. Claims that women make 77 cents on the dollar, then it's 55 cents on the dollar, and the women, the women, the women. But yet she doesn't mind when the women are kicked to the curb, when they have men dressed in skirts going to the bathroom. That she's fine with. And she wasn't on the same page with the Duchess of Chaffington, who, if I didn't know better, she maybe not didn't start out like a man, but she's starting to look a lot like Jerry Nadler. Is it just me? Or could you see her in a Jerry Nadler costume? I could. Hello. <laughs> I would stand up, but I'm, I'm covered with wires. <laughs> well, first of all, I think it's, it's fair to say um, that we were making slow but steady progress on a range of issues that affect women and girls. And we have been dramatically uh, set back by two things. Is one of them a man in a miniskirt with his balls hanging out? Is that one of them? by COVID, which had a disproportionate impact on women and girls around the world, and a lot of uh, consequences such as increases in domestic violence, increase in child marriage, increase in unemployment. I'm so glad that Elena Zelenska is here because women are... Women and, and children are the primary victims of conflict and of climate change. Hello. Climate change. Did you say climate change? So you, what is it? What, what, is it the climate change? Is it the unfair workforce? What exactly is it? I don't know, but I, 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 I kind of take the voice of real women, not these old bags who look like Jerry Nadler, not the ones like Lori Lightfoot who dress like a man and claim to have a Schwansteiger. I take the uh, word of actual women. Like the ones in college who are forced to swim with men pretending to be women. Um, but we go back there and the official looks at me and Leah. We're about this far apart. And he says, great job. You guys tied. Uh, Leah gets the trophy. And so I look at him and I say, okay, I understand we tied. And I understand there's one trophy. But what's your, what's your thought process as to why Leah gets the trophy? 
And he said, well, for photo purposes, Leah has to have the trophy. So you can pose with this one, but you go home empty-handed. Leah takes the trophy. Of course, I knew what was happening was wrong or the disadvantage that we were at. And I knew what was happening in regards to the locker room being forced to undress in front of a fully intact biological male. I knew that was wrong. But when the NCAA reduced everything that I had dedicated my entire life to, I've been swimming since I was four years old, everything that I have dedicated my entire life to, I was reduced to a photo op to validate the identity of a male. And that's when I decided to take a public stance. Mrs. Gaines didn't say she was a victim of climate change. She didn't say she was a victim of unfairness in the workplace. But then again, Mrs. Gaines doesn't need the Democrat mafia. To say she's as good and then use force, use racism, use bigotry. She doesn't need that because she's a woman of character. And what we're living in is a world without it. And who's in charge are the people with the lowest character among us. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. What does Chip Roy think? Everything you're seeing this morning in the news, they're all tied together. Uh, what we're dealing with with respect to the bank situation, right, as a product of massive inflation and then the Fed acting to ratchet up interest rates, causing the very problem that we're seeing right now. This is all a product of failed policies. This inflation is being driven up in significant part by the assault on American oil and gas by the Biden administration. Hmm. And now the Biden administration wants to throw out crumbs with a bit of production, I think maybe 150,000 to 200,000 barrels a day. But keep in mind, Biden dumped 200 million barrels out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve last year because he had to react to his own failed policies. Uh, that were- he had to fluff the market. And when it comes to what he's doing with the future, do you know what he's doing with the future? He's guaranteeing more feudalism. We're just getting started in the Biden economy of feudalism. We're just getting started in the redistribution of righteousness and the backdoor nationalization of our economy. We're just at the beginning. I don't want to go into the weeds too much or into the tundra, as it were. (laughs) 20-some-year project in far north Alaska near Prudhoe Bay. It's called Willows. It's been signed off on by the Bureau of Land Management. The indigenous tribes support it. The people of Alaska support it. You are awaiting a decision from the Biden administration on whether it will be approved or not and in what form. Tell our audience what you what you expect. I know what you hope, and when we might know something. Well, it's uh, what what I expect, Brian. Is a very good question. I, and I, the honest answer is I don't know. I think this could go un- unbelievably. This could go either way, and it's all a political decision at this point. The administration is getting exactly what they've asked for, which is us companies like mine to lean in, make more capital investment, more low GHG oil into the United States market. That's what the Willow Project is all about. Complete alignment amongst all our stakeholders. So it is. It's become a political decision trying to balance sort of the environment and, uh, and what, what's needed necessarily today to get us through this energy transition. And we hope to hear this week. Uh, they're under a 30-day clock that started in the uh, first part of February. So Oil companies are being held in a holding pattern. Oil companies are being given lip service. Oil companies will not create new wells, new exploration. They will not force themselves, open themselves up to the kind of fascism that Joe Biden is guaranteeing. And why should they? Because the real skinny is we're just going to have to wait for this administration to be thrown out of office. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. If you fantasized about living through crucial times in America, if you fantasized about living through the Revolutionary War, through the Civil War, if you fantasized about being part of America that stood for something, there's no better time to live than right now. You have a choice to make. You can sit by and watch it, or you can get involved. My next guest is somebody who got involved, somebody who is going to stay involved. He's somebody who wants to create a difference. He is Brandon Strzok, new social media platform, Walk Away. You can sign up right now at Walkaway Social. He was the founder of Walkaway, but prior to that, he considered himself to be liberal and a, formal, a former Democrat Party supporter. Now he understands the real liberal is me. It certainly isn't this government supremacists that are in the White House today. Brandon, thank you for joining me. How are you? Brandon? All right, so our phone lines with Brandon are also under attack. Do we have an update on when we can get him back, Squirrel? All right, we're going to work on getting Brandon here. But it's really kind of a um, more of a, of, a, of, of a testimony to what this country is going through right now. You see, if you thought you were party-affiliated, you were a useful idiot. If you think you're a Republican and you support the Republicans that say idly by or were more of the problem than they were the solution, the Mitt Romneys, the Mitch McConnells, and the rest of them, then you need to stop calling yourself a Republican. That's important for us, but it's crucial for the Democrats because the Democrat Party has become a mafia, so open and notorious that their oligarchs aren't now funding the Democrat Party. They're in it, from Stinky Hammer's Paul Pelosi to Nancy Pelosi, all the way to pick Chucky Schmucky Schumer. And I remember the most, boy, this is a bold statement, not the most, but one of the most unattractive Democrats in there, Debbie Wasserman Schultz from Florida. When I'm on the East Coast, I always look for people running away to see if she's in the area. I, I'll tell you, this, this fanning the flames of border crisis is, is so, such, such baloney. I mean, the reality is when Republicans are talking about drugs streaming across the border and it being immigrants that bring them, the majority, Jose, as you know, of drugs, which is absolutely something we have to stop, are coming across the border, mostly carried by Americans, at our, our actual border crossings. Mostly carried by Americans. See, that's the kind of lie that should infuriate people who are Democrats. That's not true. We know that that's not true. People are starting to walk away. Brandon, are you there? All right, Brandon is not there. So we are going to continue making my point that the modern Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party that people think it is. It's not the Democrat Party that shares the Americanism the American ideals, that we all share. We used to share just a short time ago. It's not the Democrat Party of JFK. It's not even the Democrat Party of Bill Clinton. It's the Democrat Party of La Cosa Nostra. And they have no standards. What does it take for them to stand up against what they see before them, whether it's Debbie Wasserman Schultz or Sheila Jackson Lee? Corporate America of goodwill are telling me in the United States Congress, please don't get rid of DEI. Uh, Rev, you know I come from a state that a governor announced that he wants to get rid of it 
and three of our major universities, majority universities, with minorities in those universities or attending, have indicated that they'll stop looking at diversity, equity, inclusion in hiring. We're outraged about it, and the state legislature, Democrats, uh, state black legislators, Hispanic legislators are going to give them, uh, if you will, a cupful and are trying to work on legislation. This is a disease. It is dangerous, devilish, uh, and it steps on the very principles of the 14th Amendment of equal protection of the law and uh, the independence, Declaration of Independence that speaks about. Listen to how they invoke documents that guarantee this kind of racism this kind of government preference, this kind of government insider manipulation of everything could never happen. She advocates the, the principles. Well, she undermines them. She swears to uphold these documents. Well, she nullifies them. And she's what's considered to be in the upper echelon of the Democrat Party. This is how you know until we throw out each and every one of these Democrats that are now sitting there idly by. You're going to have nothing but a problem. Brandon, are you there? We're going to get this, Brandon, one time. I know we are. In fact, what I'm going to do is go to commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to try to get Brandon. We're going to get a couple guys over there. And, and we're going to remind them how lucky they are that I'm not in the office right now throwing tin cans at their head. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Nice. Come after me, you red bastards. Go ahead. Next, I can't wait for my audit. In the meantime, we're going to reschedule Brandon because, quite frankly, what he's doing needs a full segment. And I don't want to short him. And you deserve to hear a full segment of thewalkway.com. You deserve to hear what it's like to be a political prisoner, to be prosecuted by your government, the government that's built on freedom, that's built on the right to your opinion to speak out against power that charged him as a January 6th combatant rather than what he was. Somebody who knew Joe Biden and the Democrat mafia stole the election. So in the meantime, we're going to try to get the rest of your calls. Give me Craig there, will you, squirrel hands? Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I think the CIA, CIA is up to some shenanigans jamming up your lines or something. to the way they used to be. They sold me on all these Jason Bourne movies. I thought they were going to get me when I'm getting in, getting out of my car. They're, they're, they're doing it from far away with the Internet, like little girls. Go ahead. Yep, that's what they're doing. Hey, listen, so you know this uh, banking thing. I mean, now, you remember when, uh, like, all different things happened, like, okay, the COVID. They weren't in the uh, government, didn't see that as any big deal. All the businesses they, uh, they destroyed and all that kind of thing. Then when the train derails over in Ohio and everything like that, no big deal or anything like that. But it turns out that this big bank and everything like that, um, last year they gave about $5 billion, B with a B, $5 billion to uh, some green uh, green project. They got all this diversity stuff going on over there and all that stuff. Like that. So guess what? Oh, man, the, the, uh, the uh, government's all real up, up uh, you know, really worried about uh, taking care of these people like uh, all there's something really uh, sick going on. I will, never, I will never forget with the kids that were Occupy Wall Street that were out, and they were outraged rightfully when George W. Bush did the exact same thing for the mortgage company. So to think that, that we are now going to argue on behalf of capitalism, well, it's, capitalism is invoked by the mafia who doesn't practice it, shows you the kind of Rube Goldberg system we have and how we are going to fall into the trap, and they will once again blame capitalism. That's why the Eric Swalwell clip, 
of people recognizing what exactly was happening and deciding to go short a stock that was clearly frauded. It was clearly frauded from the inside out. It was frauded from the government regulators that were constantly auditing that that bank. Banks are audited almost on a bi-quarterly basis. They knew what was going on. And in the meantime, they covered it up. Then they sent out their government propagandist, uh, uh, Jim Cramer, to tell people it's not so bad, it's a sleeper stock. So all the important people could go out. People should go to jail. But instead, people go to jail because they protested the idea that there are enough morons to vote for a Democrat whore, mafia member, in diapers with dementia. See, this is a a corrupted system. Go ahead. Yeah. They, even with all the laws, even with all the regulation, all the stuff, the government gets to pick and choose who they're going to help and give a bunch of money to and who they're not. So they pick and choose and leave like a... You mean like you know, Europe or China or North Korea? You mean like every totalitarian country that this government fought, that this country fought against to go save strangers? But when it happens to people here, we censor them and we lock them in jail. Thank you very much for the call, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Who's next on the line there, Squirrel Hands? Just give it to me. Shock me. Who do we got? All right. Thank you for calling the show. Who is this? Introduce yourself, damn it. Sean, I don't know what this It's George from Naperville. I don't know what this Biden's selling, but this economy is sick. My buddy lost his job. He's worried about interviews. He's driving into Mexico for cosmetic surgery. He's getting a hair transplant. <laughs> I gave it to him straight. I said, you're going to get Biden doll hair, a Brian Urlacher, or you're going to get your head blown off. <laughs> yes, I like that. Mexican hair transplant where you come back with six of your fingers mix it, missing. Go ahead, I dare you. I mean, uh, that's the predicament we're in. And who's selling all of this? Who is selling it? What we are going to promise is that we're going to do this. We're going to move forward with a with a uh, with this kind of system, this immigration system that has been gutted, really, truly gutted by the last administration. We're going to move forward and do it in a humane way. We're going to do it. Wait, wait, wait. Gutted by the last administration. If I remember correctly, illegal border crossings were at the low. If I remember correctly, we had a lot less people die from fentanyl. If I remember correctly, we had a lot less people on welfare, government subsidies, government sustenance. In fact, everything was better. KJP. But then again, you were unemployed. And look at you. Now that you are a minority lesbian, you've got yourself a big old job. In a safe way. uh, And we're going to do it in the way that moves us forward. Squirrel, I think I am a minority lesbian. I'm a transgendering. I feel, you know, when I'm going to tell you right now, when I hear salsa music, I'm convinced I'm from Cuba, and I like women more than most people. And so what we have been seeing, what we've been dealing with, again, is trying to fix the damage that the last administration do, did. What we have done is we've, ex- we've opened the path, uh, to, uh, we've opened the path to, to make sure that people have a way to, um, to get, you know, to come through and do it in a legal pathway. Brilliant. But you know who disagrees with you? Actual Border Patrol. Actual people who ran Border Patrol. And there's some people who are actually on the ground. People like Tom Homan. And if this doesn't upset you, and you don't have a soul. Just, just two months ago, I was in South Texas. Got with the sheriff's department for four hours and four hours in front of dead bodies. Later on, we talked to a doctor. I want to show you the story because I want you to understand why it pisses off this administration and the to open the border. We talked to the doctor, talked about my young family, father and mother, and a 20 month old baby. The cost of your rent 
and started running. The men went to the border patrol and jumped in and saved the street. Her and John later died. The postmortem autopsy showed that a 20 month old little girl was sodomized in every opening of her little body by the criminal cartels. A 20 month year old girl was sodomized. 20 months old. And KJP talks about how everything is good and they're repairing what the. That did not happen when Donald Trump was in charge. It did not happen, you dimwit. But what can we expect? After all, you're a minority lesbian. You didn't get the job because you know anything. You got the job because you're good in the sack with other women. Ooh, you better hope Lori Lightfoot doesn't get wind of that. She'll have your job. And for crossing this border. This happens every day in this, on, on that border. Someone's, someone's going to die tonight. Some, woman, some young girl is going to get raped tonight. Have you ever talked to a 10-year-old who got raped multiple times? I have. And I'll never forget about the story I was told. The humanitarian crisis this administration created is killing people in record numbers. She's not migrants, but U.S. citizens. That needs to be the overshadow. See, so when you hear Debbie Wasserman Schultz, when you hear, you know, Jeff Pierre, the minority lesbian, when you hear them speak of how great it is, notice who they're insulting, notice who they're ignoring. It's like the south side of Chicago. And in the meantime, who thrives? Oh, yes. Can we buy stock? I don't want to buy stock in Silicon Valley Bank Squirrel. See if you can buy stock in the new generation cartel or the Sinaloas. I want to buy calls. I want to buy everything I can because they got a bright future. Well, these minority lesbians are in charge of everything. Well, listen, those who kill American citizens must be held accountable. And, and at the first instance, this wouldn't happen if we had responsible presidential leadership. Joe Biden created the chaos at the border. Joe Biden stopped building the wall. He reinstated cash. Were the Russian soldiers sodomizing 20-month-old babies? Were they doing that? Hmm. How many, how many soldiers we send in to kill these cartel members? and release he pulled out of remain in mexico in the year 2018 this is according to the new york times the mexican drug cartels made roughly 500 million dollars that's a lot of money last year they made 13 billion dollars that's two in case there's anybody who is having technical difficulties like we're having with our phones and they can't change the station but they're democrats and they vote for democrats and they went to cps that's a lot more hey morons it's like seven times as much that's what's happened since Joe Biden was allowed to steal the most important office in the world. Thousand six hundred percent more. That is what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden becoming president is the best thing that ever happened to the Mexican drug cartels. Last year, we. So here's what we could do. Let's see if the Federal Reserve, after all, they're going to be the ones who levy all the fines on the decent people and bail out all the corrupt oligarchs. Let's see if they can invest in the cartels. Oh, maybe they already are. In fact, the cartels are the ones that have been taking advantage of our cyber U.S. dollar, haven't they? Had the highest number of drug overdoses in the history of our country, over 100,000 drug overdoses in the United States, the majority of which came from Chinese fentanyl flooding across this border. Joe Biden and the Democrats are responsible for turning these vicious murderers into multi-billionaires. We need to bankrupt them. We need to put them out of business. And the people responsible for these murders need to be brought to justice. And then we'll, what do you say we kill them? Can we kill them? Or no, we don't want to kill them. Let's, let's, let, let, let's bring them in and set them up in small business. 
We could pretend that they run ice cream stores, very heavily minority neighborhoods. We can give them small business loans, and then we can let them launder the money they make from selling drugs, you know, like they do now. All right, give me who's on the line, Squirrel. Thank you for calling the show. How are you? Hey, good, Chad. How are you doing? Good. Give me your first name. I hate to be disrespectful. It's Brian. Hey, it's Brian. I hate to be disrespectful, but not to my callers. I don't want to be. Good, Brian. How are you? (laughs) Not too bad. Um, Talking about Tom Tom Holman, how he uh, just tore Chewy Garcia Nukulo about a year ago. I don't know if you caught that. That was pretty funny. It was right before I had him on my show. And you want to know what, what really fries me, Brian? This was sent to me by a woman that I'm related to. This was sent to me by a mother that I'm related to. This was sent to me by somebody who was more than upset about this. And the ironic part is, all these women who hide under the flag, I am woman, hear me roar, all the minority women, they don't give a rip about these 20-month-old little girls. They don't care a rip. Sickening. Sickening. Go ahead, though. Anyway, are you watching any of this with the uh, Matt Taibbi? Yeah. I think Matt Taibbi is one of those people who, uh, although he may have voted Democrat in the past, he's somebody who believed in the principles. And he, he and I share the same mission, and that is to stop sending brave men so that corrupt politicians can rob the military-industrial complex. That's what motivated Matt Taibbi. And I'm loving well, the not only that, it's, that he it's is ridiculous exposing the, the corruption. Question. Yes. Yep. Yeah, the question is that, like, who, how could they even, like, pretend to believe what they're asking? It's ridiculous. You know what it is, Brian? The reality is the people that vote for Democrats, for the most part, they don't really believe them. They just want something for nothing. They're corporatists. Either they're multi-multi-millionaires and they just want something for nothing, or they're roaches and they want their rent paid and their food paid for. In either case, that's who makes up this mafia. You're either in on this scheme or you're too stupid to see it. Thank you very much for calling, Brian. We'll be back with the rest of you after this. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, I knew you'd fix it. Those fast little hands. I don't ever sweat the small stuff, Squirrel. Did I ever tell you when... um, after Joe Walsh, the scum congressman, lying gypsy that he is, short in the pants, Irishman. After he revealed himself to be a swindler, I was taking over, and we, you know, we were competing for the show, and I was filling in. And I had to do the show from Tampa Bay. I went up to Tampa Bay to do the show. I was in between real estate companies. Uh, I have one in Naples, and I was opening one in Destin. So I stopped off to do the show, and they put me in this little closet. And at the same time, way back when. We had a problem where same thing happened. All the whole system went down. For three hours, Squirrel, I had to do the show. I couldn't take a call, and I couldn't play a clip, and I was in a strange little box. So now I got you, babe. As long as I could see that face, I find comfort in the face. So the fact the phones were down, no big deal. I knew Don from Bloomingdale would call. Hi, Don. Hey, Sean. Sean, uh, January, they, uh, this bank uh, declared $209 billion in assets. Where did it go that fast? My wife can't spend money that fast. And, then, you know, we, we, we bail out with FDIC and all this other stuff. Aren't we just supporting bad behavior? Shouldn't the onus be on the depositor to find out whether or not of course this it bank should. is doing shit? So why do we bail out bad behavior? Because it's set up to fail. 
so that they can demonize a system and add more regulation and use it as a spear against the honest man. Because right now, as we speak, Elizabeth Warren, who ironically represented banks and credit cards when she was a slip-and-fall scum lawyer instead of the now slip-and-fall scum senator that she is, she um, is already jumping on this is the Trumpier regulations rather than... Yeah. And if you remember, they did that with the train derailment. Oh, this was Trump. Rather than focus, no, it was Obama. This is a failure of Dodd-Frank. This is a failure yep. of massive layers of regulation that really don't regulate but prevent competition so they can corrupt and show favoritism to their donors. This is a Democrat bank. The money from the bankers, from the San Francisco Fed chairman who was the CEO of this bank, all fracking Democrats. And now they will pivot and also divert attention of other stories that should be in the news, like COVID and the fact that our government funded it, that the Ukraine war is another money laundering scheme to destroy evidence, to corrupt the Democrat mafia to the Ihor Kolomoisky. This is exactly what they needed. And it'll divert all, all people to realize what we really should be focusing on is that the people who were at the January 6th protest were persecuted by their government. There are people wrongfully in prison, stripped of their unalienable rights. And in the meantime, you have an illegitimate president in the White House who's clearly suffering from dementia. Thank you, Don and Bloomingdale. Jim in Crown Point. Hey, Sean, you just took my thunder. I was oh, going sorry. to ask you what this uh, latest bright, shiny object was covering up, and I thought it might be the J- January 6th videos. You know what's sickening is the Hillary, Klimp, the Hillary, the Hillary uh, Clinton clip that I played? She is there with uh, Zelensky's wife. And she is there, and they are touting this thing for women, rather than focusing on, what about the woman that stole our money, Jim? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Now, I don't know what oligarchs steal that are men, but is she stealing 77% the way Lori Lightfoot wants you to think? And, and the reality is this is one giant fracking mafia. And they've got all of these little ticky-tack ways to divert attention from the fact that exactly. not only are they a mafia, but they're illegitimate. And Joe Biden didn't win the election. He stole it. Thank you very much. Amen, brother. I appreciate that. And we will never give ground on this. Joe Biden, what you're experiencing is the payoffs of corruption that Joe Biden is in. That's why when he reads on the teleprompter, he can only read what is prepared for him by the mafia members. He cannot talk when asked off script. Mr. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? Do you expect other banks to fail, Mr. President? He's not competent to serve. His physical, his doctors, the whole thing is a fracking charade, and everyone knows it. In my mind, anybody running for the office of President of the United States should agree to take a full and complete mental competency test simultaneously or before with the announcement that he or she is running and likewise, but to a somewhat lesser extent, agree to a test which would Prove that you are physically capable of doing the job as president. Being an outstanding president requires great mental acuity and physical stamina and strength. If you don't have these qualities or traits, it is likely that you will not succeed and you will disappoint the entire world, let alone our own country. We need to make America great again. Take a competency test. Let's see whether or not these people that are running for office are competent. I took the test two years ago. You don't need a competency test, 
when you've put together the greatest election fraud perpetrated on man. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Yes, you did. And that's why you were able to steal the office. And your Democrat cohorts knew full well. And now they're cashing in on all of it. Bob Menendez is my favorite Democrat scumbag. Really, because he's the most obvious. Bob Menendez is from the East Coast. Bob Menendez was caught on a jet at least eight times. A jet from a very big contributor to the Democrat mafia. And the reason is, he's a half-assed doctor in Florida. But he gets, he, he gets tens of millions of dollars through Medicaid scandal and scams. He overbills in this. So he keeps this system going because he gives tremendous amount of money to Bob Menendez, who sits on the committee that funds that corruption. And the secret is, you just have to fly Bob Menendez to Costa Rica for a $30 underage whore. That was a scandal. And in New Jersey, he got reelected because there's no such thing as a scandal in New Jersey. They just want to make sure you're on the mafia. So let's go to a mafia member who fits the bill. And by the way, my sympathy to those poor underage hookers who needed the money because they live under the kind of corrupt government Bob Menendez is trying to implement right here in America. Mexico has a responsibility, first and foremost, to its own citizens to establish safety and security within its own territory and to those who visit its country as well. And so um, we need to up dramatically uh, in our engagement with Mexico. It can't be all about economics. It has to be about safety and security as well. Oh, and I see a trip in your future. You can get some of the underage Mexican hookers, can't you, Bob? It may come to a vote. Would you vote to designate these cartels terrorist organizations? Well, that has a certain designation. We've saved that for truly terrorist organizations in the world. Uh, Plus, it would be harder for the cartels to give to the Democrat Party in their campaign coffers. Uh, certainly, they are uh, consequential uh, to questions of national security. I'm more interested in doing something uh, that ultimately uh, uh, seeks to destroy the cartels. than to- And make them give me more money so they can stay operational. Come on, Bob. You're not fooling everybody. Not everyone's a Democrat. Stephen Arlington Heights isn't. Hey, Sean. I'm not fooled for one second. Um, this is a red herring, and I'll tell you why. They're going to crash the bank and say it's okay. We're going to create a government-regulated cryptocurrency so you don't need cash anymore. What do you think? I think Bitcoin was up at least in the morning when I checked $4,000. I don't know where it closed up for the day. And I can't help but realize the reason it was up is because those people at Bitcoin and the people who will partake in Bitcoin understand they're going to bail out everybody. They're going to say they're not. They're going to bail out everybody, and everybody's going to walk scot-free. It's the perfect scam because they bribed enough Democrats to get away with it. Thank you very much, Steve. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, we got a lot of stuff going on with foreign policy. We really do. And this bank scandal, this bank reality, the house of cards that is our economy, kind of taking away from the foreign policy scandal. The difference is the bank scandal is something that our government has worked on for decades, and we are just coming to the destination of serfdom that it was set to create. 
our foreign policy scandal is Joe Biden, is our support for Ukrainian government that was already embroiled in a civil war with its people that nobody wants to talk about. But how did it start? You have to go back to the beginning. So Wesley Clark, General Wesley Clark, has been going on different talks to talk about the righteousness of being an American and how we've been corrupted. He was out a week, not even a week ago. This is not even a week old. And I found this to be very interesting, and I wondered if you would. I knew you would. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. (laughs) He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. I said, well, did they find some information connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's... I know why they made the decision, because we had a problem. We had a scandal. We had the 2000 collapse of the, of the uh, Silicon Valley bubble that broke then. We had financial scandals. We had this little tidbit. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. That was in 2000. That was the day before September 11th. Luckily, a plane hit the budget office. We can't find those paperwork. And they lost another 2.7 six months ago. And now you have the house of cards that is our economy. And that explains our Ukraine agenda. That explains the provoking of World War III. Like, we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria. And what are some of the other countries that have lived through this? What are some of the countries that have lived through this? I know. With a handshake, Iran and Saudi Arabia announced on Friday that the two countries are reestablishing relations. The agreement comes after seven years of hostility, which had threatened security and stability in the Gulf and helped fuel conflicts from Yemen to Syria. It follows four days of previously undisclosed talks in China between top security officials from the two rival Middle East powers. Here's so China is scheduling peace talks. For Iran and Saudi, as we have been acting as the hitmen for Saudi Arabia in Yemen, in Syria, and every other country that Saudi Arabia wanted to control the oil sales in. And Joe Biden was bribed by the Chinese Communist Party. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. Traveling with them, unless we travel 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know. And the Chinese Communist Party gave your son billions of dollars. Starting to see a pattern. Mary, California, Ventura. Hello. Hi, Mary. Yes, hi. Um, I wanted to ask um, a question. I, I'm a bondholder and... Um, I did have BlackRock investing and um, buying bonds for me, but then I I pulled out of BlackRock, and Merrill Lynch is in charge of my bonds. But um, my broker doesn't seem to be investing for me anymore. He was kind of unhappy 
uh, about me pulling out of BlackRock. <laughs> yes, because and, from um, the sound of it, Mary, you could collapse the bank. But go ahead. Oh, I'm what? I said from the sound of it, you could collapse the bank and bring down the House of Cards. But go ahead. Oh, really? Well, I I just wondered what I should do because my money is just go the to money when the bonds cash. come in, they're just kind of sitting there. Go to cash, Mary, and scare everybody. Go to cash because what's on the horizon will make the two, the collapse of 08 look like an appetizer, Mary. That's my advice to you. And buy SQQ so you make money on the downside. I like that play, Mary. Something tells me you're going to do it. Thank you very much. Go to cash. It's a house of cards. The Democrats are telling you stay calm. That's when you know to get the hell out. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. The bank collapses. Why did it collapse? A lie. Lied about the money it had on tap. Lied about the investments it had. Lied about the success those investments returned. In other words, it did exactly what Washington, D.C. does on a daily basis. There is zero difference between an insolvent bank and the U.S. government. Zero. The idea that this country has $32 trillion, an inconceivable amount, uncomprehensible. And we continue to borrow and borrow and borrow. No intention to pay it off. Like every other moron bust out, you're trying to make the minimum payment. It's a recipe for disaster. And it can only be sold by people who lie for a living, politicians. So when Joe Biden put forward a $7 trillion budget, unimaginable, the rest of the moron Democrats said, cut me in or cut it out. There are some good people out there that want to go over the budget. People like my next guest, E.J. Tony. He is the man from Heritage. He started out as a research fellow just studying data, and he has blossomed into an economic leader. He is E.J. Tony. EJ, how are you? Sean, I'm hanging in. It's been a crazy 48 hours. How are you doing? Good. It's almost hard to uh, spend $7 trillion, even with the amount of skullduggery that's in our government. It's cooked in it, even with these bureaucracies littered with tens of millions of leeches, a third of whom would do the work and two-thirds who wait around for retirement. How does this $7 trillion stack up to just the budget passed a year ago? Dear goodness, I mean, it's so laughable that this president can get up there, frankly, and talk about reducing spending, reducing the deficit when these things are exploding on his watch. Okay, congratulations. You've reduced the deficit from the record-setting amount that we had in 2020 and in 2021. That's really your metric? That's your bar? I mean, that's well, but the, the other bar thing is- to beat. It's, it's on an assumption of tax revenue that they haven't collected. See, when banks start to fail and economies start to suck, you're not going to get the revenues you anticipated. Isn't that true also? Oh, 
spot on. And so many of the tax increases uh, in this piece, uh, you know, in, in this proposed budget, I mean, these things are never going to materialize. You, like, give me a break. You can't tell me that people are going to be so foolish as to continue working under conditions where they right. lose, for example, 90% of their earnings. People just aren't going to do it. You've got oil companies that are telling you they are not going to produce. They are not going to expand. You've got stubborn individual entrepreneurs that say, I'm, tell me what the bar is. What's the bar? Then I'll go, I'll make just under it. I mean, the reality is when you disincentivize success and achievement, you get less of it. When you tax success and achievement, you get less of it. Is there any plan that these dimwits in diapers have to actually expand the organic private economy? Or is it just going to be this neo-feudalism of government hiring morons to sit on their fat asses and pretend they deserve pensions? You know, it it really seems like the latter and and not the former. And just to kind of illustrate how good people are at, at staying under these limits, right? Like, okay, give me the amount and I will stay under that so I don't have to pay a tax or whatever, so I can get around this or that regulation. Barney Frank, the great Barney Frank, who apparently was so good at financial regulations and keeping yeah. the banking system safe, he helped lobby for this signature bank that just failed just yesterday. He helped <laughs> lobby to have the regulations on this bank relaxed. And then he helped keep the deposits at this bank under the limit so that they would not be subject to additional regulation. So now, don't do we ever tell find me that out... any of these people... Go ahead, go ahead. No, just don't, please don't tell me that, that any of these people have good intentions. They are all trying to work the system. Well, did we ever find out the kind of tax revenues that the male prostitution ring for homosexuals that Barney Frank was running out of his Washington flat? Did we ever find out what the revenues were on that? You know, I, I still think we're waiting for the IRS disclosure on that. I'd like to, you know, I think that they have the letterhead called the manhole. Jump in, I dare you. I'm pretty sure that that's selling at eBay for record levels. I mean, there has to be a way to get money out of these political whores. In the meantime, the idea that people are still dumb enough to not figure out the reason that these regulations are in place is so you bribe them and turn ex-politicians into lobbyists like Barney Frank, who's good at playing Naked Twister and nothing else, and you can bribe them into making personal tens of millions of dollars, and nobody gives a rip. Maybe we need a collapse for people to pull their head out of their ass. What do you think? You know what? I'm not sure at this point what besides a collapse is really going to wake up enough people uh, that we can get some kind of actual structural change. I mean, still, every time I turn on the TV, it doesn't matter what network it is, even the the so-called financial networks, nobody seems to really understand what stress testing is, what fractional reserve banking is. I mean, these are basics, and they don't get it. Well, here's, here's what I understand about the scheme of fractional lending, a contorted, manipula- manipulated, bastardized principle of credit and cash. Came in after the, the Great Depression, started out at 80%, 90%, 70%, and every time there's a Democrat scourge in charge of Congress, it gets lower and lower and lower. And now the regulations are so pathetic that if you get a depositor of $1 million, that lending institution can lend out $14 million. But here's the little under-the-radar fact that nobody wants to talk about. Those loans are guaranteed regardless of the amount by the Federal Reserve. So it's better to have the debt than it is to have the cash. And that's this corrupted system of a Ponzi scheme we have as banking. Is that not so? 
No, that's exactly right. And you have all of these banks like SVB who who realized that it was in their own best interest because interest rates were so low to take advantage of that, to borrow as much as they can, to lever up as much as they could. And what was the result? They got into an impossible position. As soon as interest rates went up, even a little bit, even before we got back to our historical norms, they collapsed. And they, the scary thing is management there knew that it was a risk because they had purchased hedges against interest rate risk. And they sold them off in December of 2021 when they were at their peak value. So they knew the brilliant. risk and they fracking did it anyway. Brilliant. It was fracking brilliant because the reality is you hamstrung people and the people who are subjected to this arbitrary raise in the cost of credit are people who can afford it the least. The smart people knew when the credit went below 3%, buy as much debt as you can because the debt is always guaranteed and your money is never guaranteed. So if you have a ton of money, you didn't just put it in the bank so they could do fractional lending. Odds are you bought a Federal Reserve bond, you took a line of credit out, and you borrowed up against it because it doesn't matter if that if that goes uh, to the Federal Reserve, you're guaranteed and your bond is locked in. So the only people who were really hurt by this are the people who were foolish enough to believe that any bank is sound, when the reality is they all run this scheme, right? Right, and and now who's really going to be hurt is the middle class. Once right. again, why? Because the, the FDC is now raising fees on all the good banks who actually didn't go bust. They're right. raising fees on them to recover the losses to the insurance fund that's being used to pay the millionaires who had deposits at SVB. So now all of those all of those higher fees at banks are now getting passed on to consumers. So now all of those customers, again, the middle class, are the ones getting stuck with the bill here. Now this is infuriating, but this schematic was created. The architect of this is actually a Republican, a moron, named George W. Bush. This is simply the schematic of what happened during the, 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 the collapse, number one, when he had to break the rules to save it. And Joe Biden and the Democrats and uh, Chris Dodd and Barney Frank simply built on that fraud, did they not? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And and now, you know, you, you had Jerome Powell, who kept race so low for so long that they created an incentive for, for people to do this. And they created the situation wherein you had trillions upon trillions of dollars of low interest rate bonds, which were doomed to lose value. Why? Because interest rates had to rise eventually. So why is there never talk, EJ, about locking in the people's cost? The fundamental principle of all investing is to know your cost. Yet we have these same people who built this scheme continuing to raise the cost on our national debt, continuing to profit, and nobody really talks about who's getting the profit as they have imitated the demand for the bonds. So who exactly is middling me? Because it's driving me fracking crazy, and I can't get a straight answer. And the reality is, how much of that debt is an arm that changes every time Jerome Powell goes to the bathroom? Well, about half of the debt that, that the government has right now, the federal government, is short-term debt. It's not long-term debt. Yeah, so sure, there are, 20, there, right, there are 20-year there are 20 uh, bonds, there are 30-year bonds, but about half of, of our you know, $30 trillion debt, half of that is entirely arms, basically, because it's, such, it's on such a short term. And so as we constantly have to roll over that debt, 
it's getting prohibitively expensive to have so much debt. And by the way, that is precisely one of the key factors that sank uh, um, both Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank. They had a lot of clients that required constantly rolling over debt. Well, when rates go up, that becomes just unprofitable. And the reason that they had they were unable to lock in was because they're venture capitalist firms, because they're paying payroll. What was the, the, the technicality that these, these companies that are worth billions of dollars yet produce zero profit? You know, I'm always fascinated. It took Amazon 21 years to make a dollar, but yet the company was valued at billion, hundreds of billions and trillions and all the rest of it. The reality is that system itself is also the problem. Because these banks, particularly this bank, wasn't giving on actual uh, profit. It was giving on an arbitrary inflated cost of the company in the first place. And that's really the issue at hand, is that we've allowed these companies, like Uber, who's never made a profit, to have a market cap of tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars, right? Right. And you know, one of the key things that we've seen with low, with these artificially low interest rates, which, let's face it, we have had... Uh, for for over a decade now, right? We've had it since 2008, basically. For 14 rates years, have been way too low. Even yes. even today, rates are still way too low. Rates should be over 10 percent right now, and they're not. Why? Because the Fed keeps them artificially low. Well, that causes a misallocation of credit. It causes a misallocation of resources. And for many firms, it becomes cheaper to buy competitors as opposed to try to get customers from your competitors. And so with these small tech firms, with these venture capital startups and whatnot, one of the key things that these businesses do is not try to succeed, just try to pose enough of a threat to a big competitor that they have to buy you out. And that's how these guys make their money. And at the same time this goes on, Dodd-Frank eliminated, what, 60% of the banks? 70% of the banks? In fact, we only have really a handful of actual players. And then the small mom-and-pop banks, the private banks in, in neighborhoods, the ones that are made up of, of people from that neighborhood, what happens to them with this new overreaction by an incompetent diaper-wearing dimwit calling himself president? Well, once again, all of these higher fees that are going to get passed on to customers, I mean, if you're one of these smaller regional banks, you don't have the big margins that the larger banks do, that the larger financial institutions do. And so uh, you have to pass on everything to your customers. You can't take any kind of loss yourself. And now what's going to happen? It's going to become prohibitively expensive for people to go to these smaller banks. You're just going to force even more people to go to even fewer banks. The, basically, what the left is doing right now is forcing the very consolidation of business that they claim to hate. Exactly. And this is what they really do. This is the, this is the magic trick, the sleight of hand that they've done from, from health care, that they've done from every policy that they pretend to help the people. And the people yet do not catch on. Uh, how do we change that? Because Elizabeth Warren, who was a lobbyist for the banking and credit card companies, came out today and, and said, blame Donald Trump, number one, and then blamed capitalism, number two. So what does it look like five years from now? If they're going to allow this political whore, who's never worked a day in his life and couldn't get a job in any company in the country that he is reigning over, if they allow him to continue to think it's, it's, it's a normal policy to spend $7 trillion dollars, what becomes normal then? Budgets of $14 trillion in 10 years? 
Well, you know, I, I always love it when people who have benefited so much from capitalism complain about capitalism. But the, the idea that this is somehow because of Trump's deregulation just doesn't make any sense for two reasons. Number one, interest rates were actually rising uh, before COVID. And so we should have seen some of these collapses or at least symptoms and warning signs, but we never did. Why? Because it wasn't, the, it wasn't a problem. What became a problem was when you had the insanely artificially low interest rates during COVID. That's what set the stage for this. And furthermore, what Trump deregulated had to do with stress testing, which accounts for systematic risk. In other words, if this bank collapses, how many other dominoes is it going to knock down? And then how many other dominoes will be knocked down after that? And so on. These banks, by all accounts, did not pose that level of systemic risk. And so they would still have passed those stress tests. And so deregulating them didn't do anything at all. The, the uh, CEO, the acting CEO of this bank, was a former San Francisco Fed chair. He sold $6 million days before this. Is there any question in your mind that he knew exactly what was happening? Oh, no, no question whatsoever. Again, especially when you look at the different financial maneuverings at these banks and you see, okay, they actually had protection against this kind of collapse and sold it for short-term profit, knowing that there was no way that their firm was going to escape the, the long-term collapse that, that we've now seen. I mean, furthermore, what on earth did we expect from a firm that didn't even have a, a risk management officer for the better part of the year, but has a <laughs> diversity officer and an entire department? Well, the good news is the people who stole your money have all kinds of sexual proclivities and all kinds of skin con uh, complexion. I mean, that's what's really important at this level. I mean, Enron was, after all, made up of a lot of white guys. Those crooked bastards were all blue-eyed white devils. At least these crooked bastards come from all corners of the earth. Isn't that what's really important, E.J. Antony? Yeah, you know, that's that's what we're told. It, it doesn't matter that you're being robbed, just as long as the person that robs you is a person of color. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the mantra of all the big cities. In the meantime, um, will we ever find out if Stinky Hammer Paul Pelosi actually housed the Stinky Hammer LLC that seems to be a hell of a stock trader at the Silicon Valley Bank? Can we Freedom of Information Act? Who exactly was in the bank? Who was a shareholder and who sold before the collapse? Is there a way to find that out? You know, I, I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, in, in the wake of this collapse, we're not going to get any FOIA requests uh, at all. You know what really makes me unhappy is that all of their wives look like men. They're all married to very homely people. When you look at these uh, Fed chairmen and their wives, very unattractive. In fact, Janet Yellen, I think, won the hot leg contest in 1942. In the meantime, when it comes to finding out about the skullduggery, I always go to Heritage. I always go to E.J. and Tony. Thank you very much for exposing the Ponzi scheme that is our government on a weekly, if not daily basis, E.J. and Tony. Well, Sean, thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I cannot believe it's already. We only got a half hour. We only got two short segments. Unbelievable. Fastest show on radio. 312-642-5600. Now let's go to a man who eats a cookie like a Komodo dragon. It's the only way his co-workers ever got him to turn his head. Cream puff, Jim. 
You sold me on those cookies, John. You sold me on I'll be looking for them tomorrow when I go get my Joe. Not really a, a tough Joe. sale. Come on, what are you kidding me? I could, I could, put, I could, put, I could put a gumball on my shoe and tell you it's a cookie. You could have left them out. You could have left them out the joiner. I was just thinking, now you've got the brown fungus down there, the red algae that came back in Florida. I think that was the premise of the blab, the Steve McQueen's first movie that he was in, the blab. I don't know if you ever saw the blab. Yeah, of course. But I that's, what it, yeah, well, yeah, that was, that's what happened. It, it attacked from, I think it attacked from the coast. And it just started getting bigger and bigger. So are you in the hinterland of Florida? What? You listen, don't like it. I'm hit by the, it's called red tide, not fungus. Come on, we're sophisticated down here. We didn't go to CPS. We don't eat cookies off our clothing. It's called red tide. You're aware of it. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're aware of it because oh. that sounds scary to me. Listen, the devastation you know. it does to where I live is unbelievable. But I'm going to tell you this, Jim. You're going to like this. There is a reason that it's it. the red tide is political. And it comes right down to the sugar lobby that bribes uh, the kid with the ears who always runs for, uh, he's a senator, he always, Rubio. They, they're, they're huge money into Rubio. And he legislates so they can release the chemicals into the Kamahuchi, whatever the hell river it is, and it comes right out at Fort Myers. And it, it's, oh very, it's very destructive. And the, the, the wow, ocean wow. churns and burns it. It takes about four to six weeks. But in the meantime, it keeps tourists from Chicago who are down there, and they look like they go to your workout class, and they got those ham hocks for arms, and they're all pasty white with their mask on. Yeah, it yeah, keeps yeah, those yeah, bastards yeah, yeah. off the beach. I yeah. get used to it because I like the cigar. All right? Okay. Let's see if we can get you a deal on the cookies there, Cream Puff. We gotta get a, I'm get, too fat. Get, get Cream Puff Jim a gross of cookies, will you, and a sack of fries. Uh, Trucker Dave, Bristol, Wisconsin. Sean, how you doing? Uh, great show as always. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you've mentioned a couple times in the show, go to cash, uh, use cash. I want you to explain you know, what you mean by that, and I want you to explain to me and the listeners the concept of the uh, fractional lending, uh, what that means. And third, do you see uh, similarities uh, between the SVB and FTX, if any at all? Well, I think the reason that, S, that that the Silicon Valley Bank is in problem is because it was very, very heavy into FTX. And I mean, I don't know that, but that's my assumption. But fractional lending is something that came out after the Great Depression. They had to imitate a velocity of money because they were unable to turn on the spigot the way they do today. They actually had to print the money and get it out. It wasn't electronic the way it is. Now you click a mouse. You don't even have to print it up. So what they did is they started with, because up until then, banks had to actually give the money they had. And if they didn't have it, they couldn't give it. So they had to be very strategic in how they lent it and what they, they did with it. And then that was before banks could speculate on stocks. So it's a, it's a complete okay. system where now if you, Jim, the tr you give your bank, Banco, Banco uh, Popular, let's say that because it doesn't exist anymore, you give them $1,000, they can theoretically lend out 10000 And now the further, the, the larger the deposit, the more. It used to be 10%. The reality is it's so corrupted that if you give them a million, they could lend out 14 million. And what they do is they sell okay. it in the overnight market. So they're, they, you've turned banks into brokers. They're mortgage brokers. It's all, I mean, they're, 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 they're loan officers. They're not banks anymore. So you've got this corrupted right. system, right? And then ultimately, if enough people, if you say, hey, I got a problem, I need my money, give me 10,000. Most banks, they can't even give you 10 grand. You got to wait. Come back in an hour. What do you mean? 
Like you go to a loan shark. What do you mean right. come back? I got to get it off the street. And they call the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve brings them the money. It's a true scam. And if you got some tall cash so, and you need some money, you'll, you'll collapse a bank. So now these banks that have big depositors, when they get wind of it, they all want their money back. So they say, give me my money. And that's a problem. What they should have done is say, give me a loan. Because if you got $2 million on, in a bank, you can get a line of credit on $2 million. Now you take the $2 million in a loan, the cash is their problem. You follow me? And the cash got earns it. interest. Now, if the interest, you know, right now, if you have old debt and the debt is 3%, but your new cash, your new, if, when you buy bonds, it's 4%, you're arbitraging a point profit. Follow? Make sense? Okay. And what do you mean by, like, go to cash? What, I don't invest that? in, I, I, I think this, I, I, I'm not a stock, ironically. I'm not a market guy anymore. I don't like the market. You stop you know. using credit cards or? Or no, no, you can never stop using cards. Stop, stop allowing your money to be used in this system and, and, and go to cash. By okay. the way, the woman I talked so to. So it's not me, necessarily get away from credit cards. It's yeah. stop when, contributing to the investment side of things. Yes. And when, I say, when, I, when a woman calls and says, hey, BlackRock was my broker, that's a woman that if she says, you know what, I think I want my money back, she'll collapse stun banks. Because I got news for you. BlackRock isn't going to take squirrel. And his couple of shillings. Ain't going to happen. Thank you very much, Trucker Dave. Yep. Thank Stay you, Sean. limber. Thank you, brother. Jim in Rogers Park. Sean, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. I got your shirt. I think I can only wear it south of the Mason-Dixon line, though. It, no, you know, it's fine. It's got the cigar wrapper on. No, you'll be all right. Uh, uh, hey, uh, I was talking to your screener. How far out do you think we are from, you know, a couple more banks go under from when the federal government takes over and then they got their 80,000 IRS agents and they give Americans a debit card and say, you got to call us if you want to go buy a new car. Can I tell you what I you you want to know? Head I, down that road? No, it'll never be that obvious because it doesn't have to be. They've already taken over the banking system. They've already taken it over. And now they have their useful idiots to use as pawns. Banking system was yeah. nationalized after 08 for certain. You could argue it was nationalized when you started the Community Reinvestment Act, which ironically was a brainchild of Jimmy Carter. How's he doing, Squirrel? On a bed like a guppy? He's hanging in there. And Carter's tough to go. He's like Jake Lamont of death. Uh, in the meantime, Jim, it's, it's, they backdoor nationalized it anyway. There's a way. Why would they want the heat of, of, of being Che Guevara when they could do it in, in the fashion that the American morons don't even know? And if you, if you think I'm wrong, talk to somebody who's in private banking and trying to operate a neighborhood bank, a good private bank. It's, it's very difficult. They have to hire people just to deal with the government. But they, here's a bank that didn't have to do that. Why? Because they're already campaigning. They're already a liaison. They're already a, a, a backdoor for the Democrat mafia. And when it gets too big to where they can't hide it anymore, now you just make a couple pigeons pay the cost. Thank you very much, Jim. It's a diabolical plan. It's only something a mafia could come up with, or the Democrat Party. Jim and Crown Point. Hey, Sean, I remember uh, Bill Clinton was the first president to take maturing treasury bonds and refinance them with treasury notes. Was he the first, though, brother? I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think he was the first. I think, well, he, I think was, he was the mo- I think he was the most open about it. But that old man Bush did that. I know he did. Oh, they all. They yeah, all did they, it. They all did. Reagan did. I remember he balanced the budget on the back of that. Yeah. Well, that's the trickery. It's it's the three card Monty of of how Joe Biden gets up there and says I lowered the deficit by 1.7 trillion. 90% of people couldn't figure out that he's lying anyway, and the other 
are in on it. Thank you very much. And there's a small group of us that, that, that want honesty, that want integrity, that want rules. The rest of them just, they're envious they weren't in on this scheme. They're not interested in it collapsing. I mean, here's a guy that's, that they're always attacking, right? Like him or love him. He's a very smart guy. His name's Kevin O'Leary. What effectively happened over the weekend is that he nationalized the American banking system. It's no longer a risk. It's no longer private in any sense. It is now backstopped by the government, ultimately the taxpayer. So it doesn't matter how bad you are as a bank manager, and a good example is what happened in Silicon Valley Bank. That was a combination of a negligent board of directors and idiot management. That's a very powerful cocktail when put together, and it completely wiped out that bank. And that's what should have happened. By the way, that's the exact cocktail that's operating our government. Exactly. The only difference is the people expect the politicians to lie. Do you understand we're in debt? What they tell you is $32 trillion? The reality is it's over $200 trillion when you factor in the unfunded obligations and liabilities. The people don't want truth. The people like the scam. I mean, after all, they, they elected Joe Biden, or some people think they did, and they sit complacently by as he steals the most important office. And there's not any failure that's going to bring attention to it. Not even when they come from the inside. Important to note, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there now, conveying pippy, that to the American public. Pippy Livestocking pippy, pippy wants you to believe that Joe Biden, this guy. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> he's a night owl? I got 500 says he doesn't make 7 o'clock. Anybody want to touch that? Anybody? I don't think you do. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's doing push-ups at 2 in the morning. He's going over budgets. He's wide awake. You have to be so freaking stupid to be a Democrat. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, Cream Puff Jim was mentioning Florida. It's true. Red tide, terrible thing. But it doesn't matter when you're free. It doesn't matter when your economy is strong. It doesn't matter when there's not a Democrat within a country mile. I have to actually drive to find a Democrat. And it's a good thing. Because I can't stand the kind of ignorance, lying, bald-faced thievery they partake in. Here's Gretchen Whitmer from over the weekend. Michigan was one of the last states to lift a cap on public gatherings in June of 2021. By comparison, Florida lifted its cap in September of 2020. But the death rate for Florida from June of 20 to June of 21 was 39.6 per 100,000. The death rate for Michigan was 97.3 per 100,000. So, more- so let's, help. let's help the people. That's three times the death in Michigan. Three times. What is Gretchen Whitmer? She is a female. Hear her roar. And unlike most of the Democrat females, I don't think we have to turn her upside down to prove she's a female, unlike Chuck Schumer's wife, who I'm convinced changes the tire when they get a flat. More than double. Why did Florida do so much better without the cap than Michigan did with the cap? 
I've seen a lot of reports about some of the numbers that you've just cited from Florida and perhaps the, the lack of confidence in the, you know, in the um, accuracy of them. I don't know. I'm not going to weigh in on their policies. I'm going to tell you. I don't judge her, squirrel. She's only a woman. Unlike our women, they don't have to be good at anything. Uh, Chuck and Delavan. We're in, with, we're hey. in Delavan, Wisconsin. You're not a lady unless you're 180. Shoot, big guy. That's right. And uh, Chuck from Delavan, first-time caller, long-time listener. Hey, I want to tell you something. Uh, Whether you're investigating COVID or January the 6th, these congressmen, they got to start working 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Because the evil that did that to us, they were doing the same thing. And as far as as, uh, Papa Bush, his wife, Babs, her dad, that was Averill Harriman, that grandfather. That was his granddaughter. So that's how they're all connected. So you're talking about George W. Bush or or the one with the pearls who look like George Washington? I'm talking about the guy that was the CIA director to kill John F. Kennedy. That's the guy I'm talking about. I'm guessing her family was rich because they sure weren't pretty. Thank you very much for calling the show. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. There's a concept out there called uh, concentrated benefits and diverse costs. And the, the bank thing is it's what they've been doing for years and years and years. But the thing is, people are trying to finally clued in on it, and that's why that's why these guys are getting called out on it when it happens. You know what you know, I want to happen? I want, right, we'll just put a- do you remember in 2004 or five? I think it was Germany, they sent the ships yeah. over and they said they wanted their gold, they wanted to bring it back. Do you remember what happened then? I don't. Eh, the ships went back empty. Thank you very much, Kevin. I'd like to see that happen. Now, now people start asking for the gold that the government's supposed to, supposed to have. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how are you today? Very good. How are you? Are you calling awful late today? Are you in the afterglow? Yeah, I'm in the afterglow. That's right. If that's what you want to think, you do that. I do. Teddy Pendergrass, you go. Now, don't let your towel fall off during the call. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was reading with Mrs. Robert at the Epic Times. What do you think about this? New rule may weaken millions of American pension funds, which means the hard-earned money you make Joe or Joe Schmo, once you're paying from your paycheck in your retirement, working at cigar store, real estate, yeah. is going to go for social justice or climate control. What do you think about that? I think that's ridiculous. I think that's another reason to go to cash. Because before I let these firms partake in political corruption, open and notorious, I'd rather burn the money. That's just me. I'm silly that way, and I like cigars. Larry Lark, Lake or Oak Forest, you got about 35 seconds, kid. Hey, Sean, I, I was listening to MSNBC yesterday, and uh, there was a guy I was shocked. He said that uh, China was actually right. We're kind of encircling them. We got uh, guys going to the Philippines. We got um, uh, submarines going to Australia. And, you know, it, it, he was more or less saying that we're on the brink of war, that there's no, nobody talking you know about why? peace. No, no. Do you know why, Larry? You need a good war no. to sweep all the financial scandals under the rug when our boys are busy dying for politicians who are raping the coffers of America. After all, it's worked in the past. Why wouldn't it work this time? Of course, this time we got nukes. Ah, that's all right. The good news is if we get nuked from Russia, Hillary Clinton brokered the uranium. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Keep voting Democrat. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick their teeth in yet again. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.